0: Welcome to another fun filled weekend edition of Second City Sports Zoom style.
1: Zoom style.
0: Along with Laquina <laughs> McGee, who is she, which is she, rather, I am Cindy Byrne, which is me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, that's CK80. That's SIDKID80. SIDKID80. You
1: can follow me at Keita McGee on the Twitter and Akina Zor McGee on the IG.
0: You can go to our website for more information on our podcast articles and other fun stuff at WeAreRegalRadio.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-R-E-G-A-L-Radio.com. You can follow us a Second City Sports Podcast along with the other podcast program by simply going to War on Anchor on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Just type in that search engine box, W-A-R-R on Anchor. You can follow War Media on all social media platforms as YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at War Media. Once again, at W-A-R-Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And also, you can follow YouTube, uh, us on YouTube at, as I mentioned, at War Media. Once again, at W-A-R-Media. You can only listen to us, but watch us do our thing live. And in advance, we'll thank you for your support as we take our bows of with- when we do our kisses to the crowd
1: (laughs) like share subscribe and tell your friends
0: and we are unapologetically fun and today (laughs) it gets no better than this excuse my bad english (laughs) (laughs) as we are joined by our special co-host he's going to hang out with us for the entire show you've known him from nbc sports chicago's uh, uh bulls uh outsiders with our good friend matt peck now he's doing his own thing. He's still uh, doing a, a podcast with Matt Peck. It's called Ball on Bulls, says B A W L on Bulls podcast. You can you can listen to it wherever you download your podcast. You can watch it right right here on YouTube. He is the one, the only, Mr. Dave Watson. Dave, welcome to the show.
2: How are you, my friend? How are you? How are you? Now, see, I got to, I got to correct you on some things already off the jump. First of oh. all, thank first of all, thank y'all for having me here. Honestly, I really appreciate y'all having me on because. I'm so excited, I'm just happy to talk to y'all. Second, I want to correct you on two things. One, you, if you're going to say ball, you got to put your thing on it. It's there you bow. go. Okay. You, got, you, you got to, you know, you got to say it from like the back it. of your throat like you're from yeah. the South, like Avery <laughs> Johnson. There you go, like, ball. Oh, there you God. go. Yeah. I, got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? And that's the show. That's the one I do with my boy uh, Chris, a.k.a. C-Dub. Yes. And the Bulls Outcast, you know, show I do on Hot Mike with uh, Matt and John, you know, and you can catch all that stuff on, you know, the okay. ball sports platform. Anyway, we do podcasts on our YouTube page, you can catch all those shows there. But yeah.
0: Yeah, Thanks. I can see you guys all one big family, so. <laughs> <You>
2: <laughs> yeah, know, <you laughs> yeah. No, it's all under the same love umbrella, brother. All under the same love umbrella. Yeah, blame yeah. yeah. the,
0: yeah. the mind, not the heart. You know, you, you understand <laughs> what I'm saying. No, I know it's in a love place.
2: I know right, right.
0: right place, brother. For real, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let uh kick us off with this uh di- edition of Sega City Sports Weekend edition. We got a lot to celebrate <laughs> with our Chicago Bulls.
1: Right. I mean I don't think I don't think any of us thought that the Bulls would be be very active during the trade deadline on Thursday, but it turns out they were. One of the moves that the Bulls made was they traded for Magic All-Star Nikola Vucevic. I got to make sure I, can I say his name right. It was a four-player trade, two first-round picks, but they're both at least slightly protected. So for anybody that was freaking out about you know, the Bulls get two first rounders. They're at least slightly protected. And also to Al Farouk Amanu. I hope I got his name right too. He goes, you know, comes to Chicago. While Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., in addition to those two first-round two first-round picks, the Bulls send to them. So uh, Dave, since you're the guest, I'll start with you. What well, do you think about this trade? Because we were talking just before we started recording that none of us thought that Vucevic. We heard maybe Vucevic, you know, was maybe Boston or somebody, you know, teams like that. But no one thought about the Bulls. I mean, I you you I, I know you were excited for people who follow you on Twitter. You were super excited about this. So tell so tell you know, just, just you know just you know share your excitement with everybody.
2: <laughs> oh, just overjoyed. I, I did a lot of singing. There was a lot of Stevie Wonder and Bill Withers being played. <laughs> It was just a wonderful, wonderful day. <laughs> Good thing to wake up to. I actually talked about getting Booch on his team on a podcast we did uh, with uh, Mark K uh, was on our show. And we we talked about the possibility of having him, but it was, just, it was more of a begging. <laughs> like, please come to <laughs> Chicago. We would love to have you here. <laughs> we, we didn't think it would happen. You know, we didn't think it would go down that way. Uh, but it did. And... It was just it's the right person, and it's the right piece that the bulls need. We have two all stars now, you know we got a guy that's a legit twenty and ten guy, a dude that can get you fifty percent from the field and forty percent from three. a dude that can also facilitate he He takes care of so many different things, and at on top of all that, we got rid of all the trash and bags of sand that we were worried about because now I don't have to hear arguments no more about Wendell Carter Jr. starting or coming off the bench. I don't have to hear about Otto Porter Jr. being in the game or back spasm playing like he's 45 years old, but the dude is like 27. Like, I ain't got to worry about that stuff no more. And like you said, LaKeena, like you perfectly said, those picks are protected. How brilliant was that to get a top four protected picks? And he gave you the 2022 and I mean 2021 and the 2023. He didn't give you 2022. So I, I love those whole aspects of it, man. He did it so right and he brought us him, he brought us for root. And I mean, it's, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm just ready to go. I am so happy.
1: I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Sid? Uh-oh, uh Sid, oh, Sid. Oh, Sid went off my first second, but oh, it's cool. All that joy just hit him off. Yeah, That's I know, all, yeah, man. That yo, love just oh, radiates. Yeah. Yeah, yes. but but it's amazing too, 'cause you know I, I look, I'm a regular on that on your hot mics, and you know to hear people argue about you know Wendell Carter Jr. and you know. I feel bad for him because I really wanted him to succeed here. But once, you know, the, the coaching change happens, you know, he just, wasn't a good fit for this offense. And, you know, and I kind of feel like, you know, Otto, I look, we've all had our issues with Otto. I mean, people were making fun of, you know, him, that, you know, him leaving was the best part of you know him, you know, his memories here in Chicago. So it's crazy to think that they were, the magic were able to, you know, AK was able to kind of talk them into getting, you know, Wendell and Otto and yeah. the, the two the first-round picks that are protected. It's crazy. So here's Sid. So, Sid, what did you think about the trade?
0: Uh, first of all, I, I like the trade. I, I didn't expect it like mo- most Bulls fans and experts and pundits. I didn't expect it. You actually get a guy in Vucevic that he's, a, he's an all-around big man. That's something that the, this Bulls team has never had. I'm with you, Dave. You mentioned it just a couple of seconds ago. Wendell Carter Jr., I, I think he can still be a serviceable pro, but – Let's be honest. Carter Jr. was out of position here. Mm-hmm. He's not a five. He, he's a four. I know he wanted mm-hmm. to expand his game offensively. He just didn't get the chance to do it here. In Vucevic, he can shoot the three. He can score inside. And like you guys have been saying, he is a facilitator. And A couple of things that I've been hearing over the last 24 hours or so. I can't wait to see him and Zach in the pick-and-pop game. There's something that the Bulls struggle defensively, but offensively, they couldn't really run it. It was, it was Zach at the top, uh, get a uh, cheap, quick screen, and, let him, and th- let him throw up a couple three-point shots or, or his famous mid-range game. Now you have options offensively. And this Bulls team, they're talking about getting respect. They, they have it now. You actually have a threat on offense. So you don't have to have Zach Levine carry you for the entire game. And that's
1: yes. what this was this trade was about, to get Zach some mm-hmm. help. Because I hear people say, "Oh, the first-round picks and blah blah blah," but this is what you wanted. You want to have that second score, and you got a guy who is all-around great player. He can play on the inside and the outside. He can <laughs> shoot the corner. He can facilitate. So now all the pressure has to be on Zach all the time. So I, I yeah. think this is this is a it was definitely a pleasant surprise when we all got the news about like a little after ten o'clock yesterday.
2: Yeah, and and this is a dude who's a legitimate seven-footer. And he plays like he's a legitimate seven footer. Yes. Like he doesn't shrink to the competition. I talked about him two years ago. I, I wrote an article for NBC Sports Chicago, and I talked about him in that article two years ago because that was my first time like really paying attention to him because he was giving Lowry the business. Like he was just working That's... him out, and I was like, "Who is this dude?" Like, and I love this game. Like it was inside. It was. It was. It was from the inside out. You know what I mean? He would start inside and work his way outside. Like he would start inside and dominate you, get those rebounds. And then he would take you outside and hit these mid-range jump shots, hit these three-pointers. He just would work cats. And I was so impressed by him because he did it so confidently. It wasn't that he was super skilled. And I think Lowry's more talented, but he maximizes his talent with confidence. And he was confident in his game. And it just grew and grew and grew over these past couple years, which took him straight to an all-star game. And, I mean, it's just a breath of fresh air to have a dude I know I saw get a 30-point triple-double at center. You know what I'm saying? He takes mm-hmm. pressure off of your point guards, too. So when Kobe White isn't the facilitator that we need, we got a guy that can do it, actually, now. So you're combining the skills that Thad Young had with somebody who's better offensive, offensively and is taller. It's, those are awesome <laughs> things. Yeah. Like, those are awesome things. Like, I don't have to watch Thad play the five anymore. Not say he didn't play it solidly. He did. But I'm saying that's not his position. That's not what he does. That's not where you want him at. You know what I'm saying? But he had to be there because we needed him. You know, he had to do it. But now all that's gone. Everybody's roles are now defined. They know where they are. and They know where they need to be and where they should be at. And that's what makes this feel good. When you got two All-Stars on your team, man. We legitimate,
1: y'all. We legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> it's <awesome. laughs> it, it's, a, it's amazing, right? Purge, <laughs> purge, <laughs> purge. Get it, <laughs> see it. Get
2: it out, see it see Get it out, out yeah. baby. Get it out. Right. <laughs> god. Yes. Yes.
1: Go. Let there the you joy go. come. <laughs> Let that joy come, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my god. This. Well, and I think that we look, because I think the the fact that we didn't think that the bulls would be this active in the trade that right I mean we mm. all thought that you know we they would probably wait till next year and you know during the offseason to see you know feel everything out but look they didn't just get rid of Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. They got oh. rid of Daniel Gaffert they yes. got rid of Chandler Hutchinson they got yes. rid of Lou Cornette who Jeez. you know of course bull you know Jim Boylan famously said he was Robert Ory Jr. which I I I don't know I that's still you know flabbergast me so you know it, it's, it's, it's ama- I mean, it's just amazing to see that look AK and Eversley this is why we AK and Eversley we trust because look they're going for it and you saw um AK's presser uh last you know, on Thursday night look they're not done they want more and look I I commend them for it and I think look we should just go on for the ride
0: you're listening Dude. to yeah, you're listening to the weekend edition of Second City Sports along with Lakeena McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown, which is me. We're joined by our special guest co host for today. His name is Big. Dave Watson from the Bow on Bulls Podcast. Did yeah. I get it right, Dave? Yeah, I mean, you hit that with all the love. <laughs> there it is. There, right, there. there it is. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> As we continue our, our discussion on the Bulls trade, and we'll get into some NBA later on in this segment, Dave, I want to piggyback off your point of Laurie and I was sure. watching uh, GN Sports on Thursday. That's WGN-TV Chicago's nightly sports program, mm-hmm. and they brought on Joe Cowley, who's the Bulls beat writer for the Sun-Times, and I thought he brought up an interesting point that most people uh, don't Talk about Laurie Marketed. We talked about his uh, toughness and and he's injury prone. We talked about a, a lot of Lakina on this show, and, and bringing Vucevic over now. Uh, Laurie kept himself. He didn't. He couldn't relate to the young, his younger teammates. Now uh, he, he has a sort of a quote unquote older brother on the team, mm-hmm. and uh, who, who he can relate to and someone that can perhaps hold him accountable. Uh, I I didn't think about it. That was a yeah. It makes sense and. If I'm Laurie Marketing, since you didn't get traded on Thursday, even though you're a restricted free agent this summer, this is your last chance to get it right to perhaps be a part of this Bulls team in the future.
2: Oh, yeah, it's very true. I mean, you hit that on the head right there, brother. And I didn't even think of it in that way of him being a little brother to him, uh, somebody he can actually look at. And it's good to have people around you who – who had played the game, the style that you might've grown up playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These are, these are Euro players along with Sadoransky, you know, and guys like that. Like now you got a you know, kind of a Euro style lineup and then you got AK who's also from a Euro background of basketball. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's getting all these people around him that understand his game and know what he kind of needs. And then Billy Donovan, you know, who's a, who you're going to see how good of a coach he is now because he actually has mm-hmm. talent around him. So that's going to be great to see, but yeah, but, I expect a lot from Lowry. I, I've been a big, and Lakina knows, I've been a big Lowry marketing fan, huge Lowry marketing fan. And this was always, before the season started, I said, this was my last season with him because he has to show and prove. Like Mm -hmm. all the lies and all the excuses have been removed now. Now you, Mm -hmm. now you got a ball. Like you got it all, now you got a ball. Let's see what you can do. And we didn't see it a lot. You know, it was very inconsistent, Mm -hmm. which I was like, fine, you know, Let's trade him. Like, look, we can get him out of here. It's fine. Give me a point guard. Give me Lonzo. It's okay. Now he didn't get traded. You know what I'm saying? It didn't happen. So now I want to know what that, what the reaction for him is like now, because they let him know, Hey man, we're trying to win and we're not playing around anymore. Like none of that cool with losing stuff. We're not with that no more. We're about this strong mindedness and we're not done trying to make moves. So we need to see what <laughs> you want to do. What do you want to do? You know, do you want to ball? You want to be here or do you want to leave? So Man, it's gonna be interesting going forward to watch how he responds to that. Because I'm probably I've, I've called you know Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, and George Clooney to come get me off of Larry <laughs> Island. You know, to send me the plane to come yes. get me off. I made the call, and now I'm I'm like, and and when they pulled up, I was like, you know, give me another day. You know, I'm like, just hang out yeah. with me another day. Yeah. Let me just see. I just want to make sure because you know I'm kind of ready to leave, but I just want to see. I, I want to know for sure what it is. And I mean. He's got, I mean, just zero excuses, and he's got to ball out, man. Because Vucevic is gonna ball out, so oh, yeah. Lowry needs <laughs> to be a part of that too.
1: I could totally see uh, Vucevic sort of pushing, you know, indirectly though, pushing, you know, Lowry to kind of be better. So let's hope he can, you know, he can do that. Because look, I want to stay here, but if look, if he doesn't, you know, come out and ball like you said, you know, and they get he gets traded or they don't match the offer sheet, then I, I won't lose any sleep if Lowry leaves. I, I'm, right. I'm at that
2: point yep. now. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, that's the sad place to be right now is that's where we're at. Like we're okay. If he goes and we're okay. If he, you know, thrives somewhere else, that's okay. Cause we've seen enough, but he's, he's got time is all I'm saying. He's got yeah. time. And, and and like you said, it's a contract year, you know, restricted free agent teams are going to throw money at him because he's still seven feet tall and gets you 19 and six shooting 50 from the field 40 from three. Those aren't easy to find. You know what I'm saying? The NBA. So, they're going to throw money at him. That's going to happen. The question is, how much does he want thrown at him? Yeah. So that's what this is going to prove now in the second half. And if he really wants to be here or if he wants to get his money. I mean, either way, I just want to see him play better. Either way it goes. I just need to see him play better and be more consistent.
1: All right, so you know there were a lot of trades that happened in the nba uh thursday days uh 16 trades 23 teams were involved 46 you know roster players were moved around i mean they say that's the most niche category in the past 35 years of the trade deadline which wow. i find that hard to it, it's sort of hard to believe so which trade you know league wide did you know was one trade that surprised you there was mm-hmm. was there a trade that's sort of like hmm, really hmm. Mm-hmm. so what, what 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 trade kind of caught your attention
2: you know it was it was a smaller one I think kind of cost my attention might have been big to a lot of people but it was I I look at it as a smaller trade but when Gary Trent Jr. got traded for Norman Powell I kind of raised my eyebrow at that because I really really like Gary Trent Jr. yeah and I loved how he was fitting in in Portland and I didn't see anything that he had done and maybe because I don't watch enough Portland basketball but I didn't see anything that he had done to warrant him being traded and I'm not saying Powell isn't nice I've liked Powell for years like he he can play ball like seriously that dude can can get yeah. down but Gary Trent Jr. you know with his youth with his three-point shooting how he spread at the floor how it seemed like he made things a little easier on the offensive end and he was okay defensively I'm not saying he was a world beater but he was okay defensively yeah I'm, I just liked how he fit over there and maybe they saw something or feel something that I didn't, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. obviously that's fine. But yeah, it, it, it raised my eyebrow a little bit just to see that. So now him coming to uh, Toronto, he'll have plenty of opportunity to, you know, thrive and grow and he'll have space, you know what I'm saying? To be that guy because they're a team that's kind of in the middle of starting over. Cause you know, they try to get rid of Kyle Lowry. So yep. they're kind of in the middle of starting over like that, but you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see. But, yeah, that that's the one that kind of, you know, raised my eyebrow a little bit, guys.
1: The, the, the one thing that was a kind of a hedge scratcher for me, Dave, was Aaron Gordon. Like, what the hell, What the mm-hmm. heck are they doing down there in Orlando? You know, first thing, mm-hmm. they traded Vucevic now. You know, then they traded Aaron Gordon to Denver. That's a that, – you know, I think that's what's definitely a steal there for Denver. You know, <laughs> Gary Harris, you know, RJ Hampton, the first-round pick that – you know, Orlando God, but I, I mean, it's just, it's sort of like, wow. I mean, like, I guess, look, I think Denver's going for it. Andy, I, I look, you got to commend them. And I think, uh, you know, Orlando, uh, I'm, I can imagine what they're going through down there because you know, your, your two top players are gone. And now who, who, what, what's going on here? <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 Both of your top. Yeah. They are starting over. Clearly. Uh, it was a fire sale going on. They were just getting rid of people left and right. And it's, and that's fine. You know, Orlando knows what they were. I mean, they, they were what behind only ahead of the Pistons, you yes. know what I'm saying? In the standings, that's the, you know, the, come on, like in, in the East, if you're bad, you're really, really bad. You know what I'm saying? Like being bad in the West and being towards the bottom isn't as detrimental as it is in the East. Like if you're two top bottom teams in the East, you're truly, truly a bad, terrible team, because obviously the West is a better conference. So, yeah, like they're like, they're looking at these standards and, you know, we got this all-star here. Like, what are we really doing? So let's go ahead and make these trades. Let's get younger. Let's see if we can get in the draft and rebuild that way. I don't fault them for that. Uh, I appreciate them. Thank you for sending boots here. I appreciate them for wanting, to, for wanting to start over and realizing who they were. And yeah, th- it's going to be interesting to see. I want to see, you know, what Wendell looks like because now Wendell's probably going to start down there. He uh, probably have opportunity to start. Alder Porter Jr. might play three games, and then yep. he'll be at Universal Studios hanging out, <laughs> it, you know what I'm <laughs> like, like that. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch them uh, going forward because they obviously made up their mind about the team that they want to be.
1: Also to a kind of like another, another big trade, you know, that kind of came across the wires. Like just as it was starting to, yeah, as it was two o'clock here in Chicago, Houston is trading, you know, traded uh federal Depot to Miami. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hi,
1: my, him and Jimmy Butler and bam mm. and Duncan Robinson. That, that that, that's a pretty good lineup right there. You think they can yeah. make some noise in the East?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, the heat were already, I believe what four seed yep. in the, in the East and, yeah. That like coming off a of finals title. Um, yeah. I mean, a finals appearance, I should say. Yeah. They, yeah. Getting a guy like Depot won't hurt you. I am interested to see how he adapts to the heat culture because everybody knows the heat culture is different. It's, it's a lot of work. Okay. But they do it in a way that makes it look fun and because they win. So that's fine. And I don't know Oladipo. I mean, he's been traded a lot. Like, yeah. what is this? His 14th, 4th or 15th yeah. right here? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's been traded a lot in his career. And I've always said wherever he went, though, he's always fit in. Like, it's not like everywhere he went, he struggled, unless it was the playoffs. But everywhere he went, he kind of fit in nicely. So he even starting in Orlando and going to Indiana and the OKC and, and you know, in Houston and places like that. He always fit in like he would score and, you know, he looked good on the floor and he was a problem in the fourth quarter. Like, I've always liked this game, but it hasn't translated to wins. It hasn't translated to uh good playoff runs for him because yeah. he struggled, you know, when he got that chance to be in the playoffs and on that big stage, he definitely struggled. So, it's going to be interesting to see how he adapts to this culture with the Heat because them dudes are are goons over there in their mindset. You (laughs) know what I'm saying? You understand what (laughs) I'm saying? Like, they're goonish in their their thinking and in their ways and how they want to win. So, yeah, we'll see what Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo can do for him mentally, you know, because we know he can score, but let's see where his mind is going to be when that deep playoff run uh, opportunity comes.
1: Another, another trade that I think was another fascinating one, the Hawks traded Rajon Rondo to the Clippers for Lou Williams. Now, Lou Williams mm. can get all the wings he wants. Yeah. <laughs> so he can get all the wings he wants. He's going back home to Atlanta. He can get all the wings he wants. Yes, but,
2: yes. But I think yes. Rondo,
1: Rondo, of course, you know, off Rondo. I think that's what the Clippers are vying for. So what do you think about that trade?
2: Yeah, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth right there. We talked about Lou Williams and the wings. That was the first thing I thought about. I was like, "You gonna send the dude back to the place where he got a wings named after him?
1: Because you know, he gonna be kicking it hard down there.
2: Like he's, he's in a, I don't know if that's good or bad, honestly. I'm I'm I don't know. I don't know. Like we we gonna find out though. We gonna find out. Like seriously. But Rondo, you know, I've always been a big Rondo fan, yeah. and this should be interesting because he's obviously going for legacy right now. Yeah, If he can pull off a championship with the Clippers. I mean, I don't think that's ever really been done, you know, to go from Boston to LA to the Clippers. Right. So first of all, because the Clippers aren't used to winning anything at all. Like, so any winning that comes with them is going to be big. So it's going to be very interesting, man, to watch that. Because he fits the need that they had. They they were also one of those people in the, in the Lonzo Ball talk. Uh, because they know what they needed as far as a point guard that could facilitate you know, spread the floor, space it, and Rondo is important in the playoffs because playoff Rondo is a real thing. Like when he gets in the playoffs, he sweet, you know, he hits that switch, you know, he hits that lever, and he goes to a whole new level. And you're like, oh my God, he can shoot. <laughs> like, hey, you didn't know that, so it's going to be interesting, Lakeem, to watch what he does. I like, I like the trade um, for both teams. Uh, Atlanta, who has been playing great. Um, under Nate McMillan, if I'm not mistaken, is coaching them now. Uh, yep. they, I don't think they've lost, so it's it's been good. And adding another guy who can score on your team like that, like I don't see that as a bad thing. Uh, but it is going to be interesting going forward because obviously now they've gotten you know even worse on defense <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. defensive end out there. But yeah, the Clippers obviously make this move because they they want that playoff run, and I'm sure they don't want to repeat. Of last year, uh, when they just totally fizzled out,
1: were there any traits that kind of sort of like caught you off guard in a good or a bad way?
2: Yeah, uh, the Daniel Theis trade for the Bulls caught me off guard for sure. I thought I didn't because it, it kind of came at the end. Like I thought we were done, and <laughs> and when I heard we got him, I was like, oh okay. And they gave him up for Mo Wagner, and I was like, yeah, because these. <laughs> Yeah, Thies fills a role. Like, I didn't even know Thies was 6'8", like, because he plays so big. You know what I mean? Like, I thought he was much taller than that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's dude, 6'8"? That's all right. But he fills the role of what uh, Gafford, wanted, what we wanted Gafford to be, you know, recipe to my man Gafford. You know, I love
1: Gafford. Yeah. That
2: was the only one that hurt a little bit. Stung a little bit, but I got over it. I got over it, Lakin. I got over it. Oh, okay. That was the only one that stung a little bit. I was like, ah, oh, my guy. All right, I trust you, AK. I trust. I trust, I trust, I trust but um. But, yeah, and then when I heard, like, we got rid of Luke Cornett on top of that? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. I was so (laughs) happy. I was so thrilled. Like, and that caught me off guard because I didn't know that we would be able to do something like that, make that kind of move. And we got 1.3 mil back on top of that. You know what I'm saying? So that all of that caught me off guard, like, because you shored up a hole right there. Because I was like, well, you got rid of Gafford. I don't know, you know, who's going to be that backup center out there. I don't think dad wants to play backup center, you know, like that. But then you get me a dude who I just need to protect the rim because we had no rim protection like that. So now you got a guy that can do that. You got a guy that can protect the rim and be physical. And I think Bulls fans are going to love this dude, honestly. I think they're going to love these and how he plays and how he goes about his business. So. Yeah, that caught me on guard, man, because I got rid of more trash. Like all them bags are sitting on the curb now. <laughs> I can't wait for the trash <laughs> man to come get them. I'm excited.
1: A couple, of, you know, a couple of players that are, you know, hopefully getting buyouts since they weren't traded. You got Andre, you got Andre Drummond and LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, sure. like, like he's like Dave. Like I told you, like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind if LaMarcus Aldridge decides to come back here, but he probably <laughs> won't. But where do you yeah. see you know the, those two going?
2: I always when. <laughs> Whenever a player, like, his caliber comes up, I'm always like, he's going to the Lakers. That's my default. You know what <laughs> I mean? My, my default setting is he's going to the Lakers. But everything I've read is has said that the Miami Heat are the front runners to get them. Yeah. And they're the ones that, uh, who are going to be looking at But he said he's going to be listening to a lot of, he's going to talk to the Clippers, he's going to talk to the Heat, you know, he's going to talk to the Lakers and, you know, kind of see where he can, you know, fit in and where he can help. So I'm interested where his mindset is at the age he is. He's 35. So now once you're once you've been a really good to great player in the league as long as he has, when you reach that age, it's about winning after that. You know, it's not about you made that money. You know what I'm saying? Getting your contract on that level kind of changes. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't get that big money anymore. So now it's about winning and what you can do to help a team. Because wherever he goes, it's not to be a starter, you know, it's to be just a guy who come in and, you know, help. So I can see how he fits in the Lakers that way very much. And that would be a huge problem. If he goes there, I could see how he fits in nicely uh, with the heat because that's a huge problem. If he goes there, but Pat Riley is a goon. Um, He'll do anything, you know, to, to, to win and to get that guy. But, you know, Rob, Rob Polinka has shown that he's got goon tendencies himself. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be interesting going forward, Lakina. So I, I'm very intrigued. Like you said, I like – of course, it would be nice if he came back here and right at the wrong. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm oh, my goodness. But I don't see it happening, and I'm okay with that. I'm very cool with that with him. You know, if he doesn't decide to come in, I'm, I'm all right with that. But, yeah, the Heat or the Lakers is kind of where I see him leaning.
1: Okay, you Locked, you know, f- co-host of the Bow and Bow on Bulls, and also Say Bulls out, Al- and also the you old know, Bulls outcast on Hot Mike. Big Dave Watson joining us here on Second City Sports Zoom style low. You know, I'm at McGee, and hopefully Sid will join us. I think, you know, he got this his signal went out now and he's having trouble logging no, back just, in, so, yeah. He just got
2: excited. He just got yeah, excited. All this Bulls love. He got yeah. excited. Yeah, ho- <laughs> yeah hopefully
1: we, we can get him back in here soon, but uh Word. so how do you think this is going to translate on the court for the Bulls? We'll start with, with them first. Mm. You know, Vucevic and Levine and... You know Patrick Williams and you know mm. Kobe white you know assuming that you know he'll be in the lineup too where mm. do you think this you know this will get the Bulls you know to finish up the season because I think it could be I'm not look I'm not saying they'll be the top four I'm gonna right. I'm, I'm not to say that right now I don't think they'll be top four but mm. can it be kind of like a P for one of those playing spots
2: I've I've already gone on the record yesterday when I was doing the show and I've said I think the Bulls could end up being a six seed. I Listen, when you have two All-Stars on your team, it's rare that you're battling for an eighth seed. It's rare that that happens that way. And you've got two All-Stars still in their prime in the East. And the Bulls were already a ninth or 10th seed, you know, looking as atrocious as they did. They still were, like, involved in the play-in game if the playoffs ended today. So now I added better players, and I, and I expect them just to tick up a little bit? No. No, I expect them to go up a lot because you watch Charlotte, who's going to be coming down now because LaMelo Ball, you know what I'm saying, has, is hurt. Like, that's going to be a problem for them. So that spot is going to be open. Uh, I don't know what Boston is going to be. I'm really surprised that they're this low right now. I think they're the AC. Like, I'm really shocked at that, that they're this bad. Like, I don't know what's going on over there, but, you know, they're obviously going to have some changes in offseason, looks like. So I expect the Bulls coming in with all this positivity and – AK coming in with this vision and Billy Donovan having that vision too. I expect them to make that move because Billy Donovan has never not been in the playoffs. That's not what he does. He does not not go to the playoffs It's what right. he does. He, he will take your team there. That's, that's how it happens. And so you come to a lesser conference and you give him better players and you don't go to the playoffs. I would be completely shocked. So I definitely expect them to be a six seed or competing for that six seed. Uh, going forward. Now the schedule, these next 10 games are going to be tough for sure. And of course they got to get on the same page. They got to work a rhythm. You know what I'm saying? They got to find out who can do what and where everybody likes the ball. And of course that stuff is going to take time. But I think that they'll be able to figure that out quickly because again, this is the great thing uh, that I talked about having Zach in the all-star game is you got a guy who's at the table and you got a guy who can actually go in there and tamper with players and it's and, <laughs> and talk to them and say, Oh man, you know what I mean? You might want to come to Chicago. Like, and so now he had a time to play with Vooch and kind of see his game, you know, and kind of you know get a feel for it just a little bit. And I'm not saying a lot, but just a little bit, just to see that. Right. And that feels good and that's nice to see. So I expect them pick and rolls aren't hard to figure out, you know what I'm saying? Like they're very simple, especially. When you got guys who got high basketball IQ and we got guys who got high basketball IQ, yes. <laughs> oh my god, oh
1: god look at <laughs>
2: We got high basketball IQ people. My God. So yeah. So now with Farooq, who I think is gonna be a big signing for us. Honestly, I think he's gonna be nice because he can do a little bit of everything on the floor. You know what I mean? He's kinda like yeah. a handyman, like a carpenter. Like he really can do it all on the floor and do it at a nice level. Like he's sevens across the board. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I like ha- how he'll fit and putting him with guys like Garrett temple. I don't have to force Denzel Valentine down your throat anymore. He becomes the luxury because I like Denzel, but he's for me, him and Archie are like luxury players. I don't, I don't want to depend on them. You know what I'm saying? It's nice to have right. them when you want to steal some minutes and they might get hot or <laughs> take a charge, you know what I'm saying? Or something to get you going. But I don't want to be dependent on those guys uh, for the Bulls to be, you know, where they need to be. So, yeah, long, with all that said, yes, I am ex- I think it'll be a six seed that they're competing for. And I'm just so excited for tomorrow. I can't wait to see what Saturday brings.
1: And, you know, we'll, we'll have more on that coming up next. We're going to take a 20-second timeout here. We're going to step out. You know, we'll try to get set it back in here. Come you on, listen. see it. Yeah, i say yeah. So you listen to Second City Sports with myself and guest co-host from the bow, bow, bow on bulls, Dave Watson. And we'll see you, you know, we'll see you in a little bit. Right on. All right, um, and we're right back with Second City Sports Zoom style. And and you know, look. Unfortunately, Sid, we're still working on getting Sid back. But you know, for now, I'm Akina McGee. You can follow me at Akina McGee on the Twitter and Akina McGee on the IG. You can follow this show on War Media at War Media W A R R Media. You can you know, watch our show and listen to our show on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play. You know, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, we're on YouTube. So you know, all of us, you know, all the shows in the scope with our buddy Josh Hicks and so much. And so much more. And we're right back with our buddy here, Big Dave Watson for Bow On, bow on and Bow On Bulls podcast. You can also watch him on Hot Mick, you know, you know, with our buddy Matt Peck and John Sabine. And as we try to establish connection with our buddy Sid here and Sid...
3: Hello. Hello. Can you guys see and hear me? Yes, see we can. And hear you, sir. Yes. yes. We can. Right, yeah. I had to do it for my cell phone. I don't know what's going on with my laptop. <laughs> it was just fine. But for some reason, it's been crazy Uh-oh. today.
1: That's a, that's a, that's okay. Though. Well, look, we're you're here now and we're going to okay. you know, talk to some more NBA. So what was your favorite trade, Sid?
3: I like the the trade that the Orlando Magic made with the different Nuggets, uh, acquiring Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, we all know that he's a high flyer, but he can shoot the ball as well. And he can give uh, some size uh, on the defensive end for Denver with the teams they have to go up against with Utah and the Lakers and the Clippers as well with PG and Kawhi Leonard. So Aaron Gordon gives them some size defensively, but he's, he's Denver's the third option on the offensive end with Nikolai Jokic, who's an M V P candidate along with my guy Jamal Murray. So I like the moves that Denver made yesterday.
1: Was there a, was there a trade that kinda, you know, you were like, hmm, really? Or kind of you know, scratched your head?
3: to <laughs> be honest with you, the the Lakers not making a move for Kyle Lowry. I can understand them not giving up Horton Tucker, but you're in a win now mode. and LeBron James is getting older, and this is the second time in three years since he's been in L.A. that he's been injured. So Anthony Davis is also down with an injury as well with that Achilles. So if you're the Lakers, you, have, you had to have made a move yesterday. Forget about the future. The future was five, six years ago. You had Kuzma and D'Angelo Russell and Lonzo Ball and those guys, most of those guys are gone now. So uh, for the Lakers, the, the future is now in trying to win as many championships as possible before LeBron decides to hang him up.
1: Oh, now, what about the Bulls? How do you think this new book Bulls is going to look in the East?
3: You know what? I, I, As we talked earlier, I, I like this roster for the Bulls. Of course, as we said before at the top of the show, the Bulls are not done yet, but they have a better chance of making the playoffs now than they did on Wednesday when they left the floor being embarrassed at home by the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> and mm. embarrassed by the Utah Jazz on Monday night. So the Bulls have a better chance of making the playoffs. This team is not done yet, but they have a better chance as we – also talked about earlier, it gives the Bulls another scoring option offensively. Zach Levine does not have to carry the load anymore. Mm.
1: It'll be interesting to see how this Bulls team do against you know, the Spurs. You know the Spurs kind of have like a newish look to them, so. I'm looking forward to see how they how they look. I mean, not you know, not you know, Zach not having to be sort of like the facilitator all the time. You got Bucevic there, who mm-hmm. is a little bit older, who knows how to do all that. He can play you know, pit and pop. He can you know, play on the inside and the outside. So I'm looking forward to see how this new little Bulls team you know they look. I mean, look, even if they don't finish, you know, like you know, get get get, get you know out of the playoffs, there's definitely a foundation there that A. K. and Eversley are setting, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm look, I'm excited to watch Bulls basketball again because I was getting kind of discouraged last, <laughs> this last few weeks. I mean, especially, you know, you know right guys, especially them losing to the cows who didn't have oh. Sexton, who, you know, I think Del Vadova didn't play either. So oh. I, I'm like, oh, God, we will, we will. <laughs> I, look, 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 we look, I saw Matt, yeah, yeah look, look, Matt, Matt was about to go crazy and, you know, and even, little Dave, Dave's usually like the most optimistic person you'll ever, you'll ever meet. He oh he it was ejected me. too. <laughs> it broke
2: me. It broke me, man. The when the moment I saw Wendell fall on his face trying to lay up a ball wide open, <laughs> I I I cackled. And this is when I knew I was broken, cause I realized I sounded like the Joker. Like I sounded like a super villain. Cause I, I just broke I was broken. You mean I don't know if you've seen the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, but yeah. that scene when he's on the train. And he's just cackling laughing. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. I was just cackling laughing, man. And I'm, I was I was like, yeah, I'm broken. I've lost it. They 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 really broke me on that one. I'm just so glad AK heard me and, and healed me. And I feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my goodness. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so what do you guys want to do this? You want to do like the you know, bull, you know, the, the NBA matches coming up this you know this weekend, Sid?
3: Yeah, you have to because I don't have the info in front of me. So you have to update us on what's taking place this weekend.
1: Okay, so we'll start on the you know, today, Saturday. Um you know, of course, the Bulls in San Antonio, the New Look Bulls in San Antonio. You know, we'll see how um, how they look. New York and Milwaukee at seven o'clock. That should be a good one, right, guys? I mean, yeah. I'm you yeah. know, Julius Randle has been, you know, balling like, you know, like, you know, like crazy. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to see how how they look. You got um, Dallas and New Orleans. You know, John, I'm, look, I'm sure John has his game circled. Right, Dallas. versus Zion. I mean, that that should be a lot of fun at eight o'clock. Yeah.
2: True, true indeed. Yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be watching uh, both.
1: Like, for sure about
2: that. He'll definitely be watching both, man. But you hit it on about those Knicks, like, the Knicks in Milwaukee. Like, it's, it's going to be a, a tough game. Like, if you play the Knicks, and we all know this, you know, from watching, you know, Thibs, when you play a Thibs team, it's, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> like, it's it's going to be a drag for the opposing team uh, because he'll be high defense and low offense. And – Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll force yourself into playing their style because you'll try to run away from the Knicks. And this has always been Thib's style. You can yeah. try to run away from his team, go up 14, 15 points, yeah. but the game is never over, ever, because it <laughs> goes so slow and it's so methodical mm-hmm. that when the fourth quarter comes around and after you've taken that pounding for three quarters, after that fourth quarter comes around and those stars start to show up, then it becomes a closer game. And we saw it just recently against Washington. Yeah. They just did it yesterday yeah. against against the Washington Wizards, who were about yep. like 17. Yep. And erased it in one quarter, you know, just <laughs> by being tough with those guys. So yeah, it's it's it should be interesting, man, how they play Giannis and because you, you know, Milwaukee can score. That's yep. what they do. They can mm-hmm. definitely score. So it's it's gonna be interesting watching that for sure.
1: Another good one here coming up on Saturday on, you know tonight. I should say Memphis and Utah. That should be an interesting one too. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah
3: John John Moran versus Donovan Mitchell that should be a fun one Mm -hmm.
1: a whole lot of fun Philly and and the Clippers that's the NBA TV game at 9 o'clock
2: okay we'll see if Rondo get in there yeah Got rid of Austin Rivers. I'm, I'm sure he feels some kind of way. His dad keep, you know, kicking him off the team. Right. <laughs> I he feels
1: some kind of way. Like, dang, man. Like, come on. Just because I asked
2: for seconds? Like, this is how you doing me? <laughs> right.
1: Oh, oh, right. I mean, my, my goodness. We're um, going into Sunday. um, We got four games. I think, I guess you could probably say, like, you know, Portland and Toronto. I mean, we'll see how, you know, Norman Powell looks over there in, in Portland and you know, facing his his you know, old team and look, Kyle Lowry, it's gonna be interesting to see how he plays because he mm-hmm. knows that you know, he knows that they've been, they've been trying to trade him. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how he responds. Very true. Um, another good one here. Orlando and Los Angeles, the Lakers. I mean the Lakers again lost, you know, a couple of nights ago. I'm like I'm a little worried though, because you know, they they you know, they couldn't get Lowry and you know, we'll see where drama all you know, the always decide to go, but I'm,
3: I'm a little worried about the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers have a whole new squad, as we mentioned before, with the injuries to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Orlando, Orlando has a new squad, so you don't know what's going to happen with them. But if you're the Lakers, even though you have the better team on paper, these are the games that you have to win. Because if, if you don't, you could quickly slide out of the playoff spot and, you, and you'll be pressured to rush back James and Anthony Davis. You
2: definitely don't want to do that. That's a great point. Absolutely true.
1: All right, going to Monday, you got New Orleans and Boston. Um, I hope Boston can get together, guys, because they, they, uh, I mean, they're, they're going back to those bad habits.
2: Yeah, uh, all yeah, right. I don't know what Boston is right now, like, they're very confusing. Like, I, I really don't mm-hmm. know who they are and what they are. Like, they, they have all this talent and all yeah. these guys on the team, but I don't know. I think it's time to start mm-hmm. looking. If, if they don't make the playoffs and they come in at a low C it's really going to be time to start looking at Brad Stevens and about what he's doing with that team and you know how far is he the right coach for them or not like because this is honestly it shouldn't be this bad for a team that was you know competing you know for a finals like the past mm-hmm. two seasons yeah. like that's a heck of a fall off you know and, and we all know how good Jalen Brown is and you yeah. know the rest of that that crew man and yeah, it's, it's it's really shocking that it's like this, but, you know, maybe Luke Cornette can help him
1: out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. Um, you know, a good one here. They're you know, finding a lot of tech guys, you know, Miami Heat, the new Miami Heat. You know, I guess New York, that should be a fun one.
3: Yeah, Miami with all those new parts now. Then the front uh, runners to sign Lamarcus Aldridge off the scrap heap as soon as he works out a buyout a situation with the Spurs. Um, they also picked up Victor Oladipo on another score to help out with Jimmy Butler. So Miami, they're not the same team as they were a year ago, but they're they're, they're just like the Chicago Bulls—they're much better than they were the day before. So uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting.
1: Okay, Um. probably, of course, the Bulls will, you know, the new-look Bulls taking on Golden State. No, we don't worry about whether or not you know, Steph will be able to play. But uh, that should be a fun one here. And, you know, hopefully, you know, I have a little more confidence now, now with this, you know, this new-look team.
2: <laughs> yeah, you see that joy on your face now? Like, you see how different you're at you look? You see, see you, see see you, you see it? You see it? You see it? You know I see it, yep. <laughs> well, it's a little different. It's a little different. <laughs> it's, it's a little different.
1: Oh. No, go ahead, Sid. I'm sorry.
3: No, I was just saying, uh, as far as the Bulls Warriors game, uh, of course, the Bulls have revenge on their their mind from early in the season where uh, they gave their game away at the UC in the last few minutes. So, Mm. uh, paybacks in order. And plus, we have a better roster now. So, it doesn't guarantee you a a win, but it guarantees you a better chance to win the game. Oh, that's true.
1: And also to the nightcap here you got Milwaukee and the Clippers. That should be That should be very interesting. You got Rondo playing against his old, you, you know. This should be very interesting, though. I mean, Giannis versus Kawhi. I mean, perhaps maybe a preview of the finals. Maybe who knows?
2: Yeah, on paper you would think these are the teams that could be, you know, in the finals, you know, if something happens to the Nets or the Lakers or something like that, you're like, or even Philly, like you're like, yeah, you can see Milwaukee Mm -hmm. being that team that gets there. And the Clippers, you know, were everybody's favorite last year and they disappointed. So like you said, getting Rondo now, hopefully, you know, they look better and more competitive as a team. So yeah, you're right. It should be a very good matchup.
3: And also too, these two teams played early in the season in Milwaukee. It was a competitive game. The Bucks pulled it out late, but uh, I, for Milwaukee, as I, I wanted to mention early, early, earlier, Lakina, uh-huh. that uh, they picked up P.J. Tucker recently from the Houston yeah. Rockets, mm-hmm. as we all uh, saw last, the last couple years in the playoffs. Uh, the Bucks lack toughness. Now you have Bobby, Bobby Porter's a Chicago Bull. <laughs> and now you have Tucker. Let, let's see if those two uh, can work out, especially come playoff time, because that's what you need uh, during the playoffs when the game slows down. It's all about matchups and adjustments they said, whatever I
2: play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to be funky. Come on, come on, come right. on with it, Come on with it. Come on, Oh my gosh. Okay. Now, we right. We're gonna take a, we'll
1: a time out here. Take a little breather for a second. But you know, coming. Ready. And- I know, right? But you just. <laughs> Back in a few minutes, you know we got look, you know the Bears, the Bears sure of their backfield, and Eloy, Eloy's gonna be gone for oh. some months. Oh, no. Eloy, to, Eloy the DH, that's a, look, that's all that they, that that they, that that's yes. Eloy the DH, that's what I've been saying. But uh, also mm. too, some big things happening in the NFL. A couple of blockbuster traces just came down the pike, so we'll have more along with Cindy Brown and Big Dave Watson. I'm Lakeena McGee, Second City Sports, and we'll be right back.
3: Welcome back to our second half of the weekend edition of Sega City Sports Zoom Style. Zoom style. Along with Lakeena McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown, which is me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again at CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80.
1: You can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keenanascore McGee on the IG.
3: And our special guest joining us today for the remainder of the show is Big Dave Watts Bow on Bulls Podcast. And let's welcome back to the show. Uh, Big Dave, how's it going? You ready for another ride?
2: Man, I'm ready for this, man. Thank y'all for having me and hanging out with me, man. This is going to be fun, bro. Let's do this. Yeah. It where, you know, where can people find you on social media? Uh, so Thanks for saying that, because I sure wanted to say how y'all saying it. You can find me on the Twitter... you can find me at ball sports b-a-w-l sports and you can find uh my boy chris who also is on there at b-a-w-l sports one uh check out our podcast we're everywhere you listen to podcasts and we're also on instagram uh at ball sports and like and subscribe to our youtube page where you can check out our podcast and our bulls outcast show
1: it's a lot of it's a lot of fun, you know. Look, you know, they're all all three of them are, are, are great guys. You know, we gotta get oh, John on. We gotta get John on at some oh, point yeah. too. You oh, know, yeah. he'll probably yeah. talk he... Luca for like the next two hours, but that's okay. Dude, three. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I, 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 that's okay. That's okay. It's his
2: baby boy, he loves Luca, man. I'll He's a great him. player. Oh great yes, player.
1: he he is great though. Um mm-hmm. okay, let's go to the college world for a second, you guys. You got sweet 16 action starting to starting today. And get the Midwest and the South region, that Midwest region where Illinois was, you know, it's totally wide open. First game up, you got Oregon State and Loyola. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, well, we'll give us your quick thoughts on uh, on uh, Illinois, uh, Dave. I know you, I know like all of us, you were upset when, you know, they, you know, they were eliminated by Loyola.
2: You know, it's funny, like I didn't feel anything, but it was just more like, come on. Like it, it was, <laughs> it wasn't that they lost. It was the way they lost. Yeah, Like, they just got beat up. You know what I'm saying? Like, plain yeah. and simple. They got beat up. And I know Loyola is very good. I've, I have an older brother who's a huge college basketball fan. And that's all he kept saying to me was, man, don't sleep on Loyola. Like, they're serious. Like, they're really good. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, Illinois, come on. We're number one ranked. You know what I'm saying? Illinois, yeah. got the player of the year guys on here. You know, it should be a tough game, but I expect them to pull it out. I expected that, to see that. They didn't lead the entire game. They didn't yep. have one lead. I mean, they just got beat up and outclassed, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and that's what was most like, wow. And and eye-opening, you know what I'm saying? And and much love to Loyola, you know what I'm saying, representing and doing their thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I I expected more from Illinois, you know, simply being a number one seed. I expected more. I wanted to see better from yeah. them. And Frazier was just completely off and – yeah, it was, it was a tough game for them, man. And yeah, they just, they went out, they went out bad. They went out bad.
1: <laughs> and like I said, that that the whole Midwest region is wide open. You know, Oregon State, you know, basically they had to win the Pac 12 to get to the tournament. Now they're in the Sweet 16. Gary Tickle, who yeah. is a Franklin Park uh, guy, you know, has done a mm. great job, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, has done a great job. So where you guys see this game, two completely different styles. It's going to be one of those like first to 50, I guess. Mm.
3: I see Loyola trying to pull out the same game plan they did against Illinois last Sunday afternoon. Uh, Press uh, against the point guards for 40 minutes. Their perimeter defense, as we talked about, Lakeena on our last episode, it was tremendous. Ayo Tosuma didn't have a chance to uh, do his thing as far as penetrating into them. He only did a couple times, that was it. Uh, The outside shooting for Illinois uh, struggled, and the – the Illini did not show up. They were clearly outcoached by Porter Moser, Brett Underwood. Uh, that that loss was on him. Loyola came prepared for 40 minutes, and that's exactly what they did. I expect them to do the same thing against the Oregon State team. Like you said, LeCity, it's it going to be tough, but I expect Loyola to win. I expect another big game for Cameron Crutwick, who, uh, let's be honest, he outplayed yeah, played Kofi Coburn uh, last weekend.
2: Yes, he did. Like Cameron was serious about oh, man, <laughs> yeah. with the man with the drunk mustache, as I call it. Like that's, that's just, <laughs> like he's serious about that. But yeah, I, I definitely um, am with Loyo Like of what I saw, like you, how can you not be a believer after what you saw and what you witnessed? How can you not roll with that? And just being from the city. You know, yeah. of course you're going to mm-hmm. roll with the Chicago team in general, but it's mm-hmm. not blind faith. You know what right. I'm saying? Like it's a logic and you can see how good they are on both ends of the floor. And they're, it's like they're running, you know, NBA style offense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Out there. Like, and that's what's really interesting and and they do it so rapidly and, and yeah. everybody knows exactly where they need to be. And there's no room <laughs> for error on their team. Like there's just no room. Like everybody knows exactly what's going on and mm-hmm. it's structured beautifully. So, Shout out to them for, for being as good as they are. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, it's, I got Loyola. I'm rolling with Loyola all the way.
1: Yeah, but don't sleep on Oregon State, though. I mean, they can make you play their style, and you know they'll, they'll, they'll give you a hissy fits, <laughs> too. So, you know, don't That's sleep true. on them. But, you know, that should be a good one. It should be going here in the South. Beach. You got double one, the number one seed there, Baylor against number five seed, Villanova. Look, I, I didn't think Villanova. Look, I thought I had Villanova losing the first round. <laughs> <laughs> I want to apologize to Jay Wright and his guys. I'm I'm so sorry, but this should be a this should be a very a very you know this should be a very entertaining matchup with Baylor. I I, I can't wait for this one.
3: Does the clocks uh, strike? Will will, will the clock strike midnight for um, Villanova? Looking, I know they're without their best assist guy, but uh, Baylor. That's I did good. watch him a couple couple of times this year. They are a good team. I just don't know. Even though Illinois is the only number one seed at this point to be not out determined, part of me still doesn't trust Baylor for some reason. I I I I just don't see it. Maybe like I said, maybe they'll pull this game out uh, late. But
2: I'm kind of I'm gonna go with the slight upset with Villanova. Mm. I, I'm actually gonna roll with Sid on this, and again take it for what it's worth because I don't watch college basketball a lot at all, but. I did see Baylor play when they played uh, Illinois and I watched them and I was like, okay, this is a good team, but Mm -hmm. this isn't, this isn't a world beating team. They didn't seem that way. They, they they were very fast. I like the way they ran their offense. They're very fast. Like I remember that about them, but, it didn't look, they didn't, they didn't intimidate me, you know, and they didn't yeah. scare me. And that's why I'm like, no, they can be beat. You know, it wasn't like watching, like when I saw Gonzaga, who I'm sure you'll get into, but yeah. it wasn't like them. And I was just like, yeah, they're okay. You know, but they can be beat. I can see them going down. You know what I'm saying? And playing always it's, that's the beauty of the tournament, you know, playing these other teams, you know, like Villanova and Loyola and those guys like that, who this is it for them. Like this is, their, <laughs> this is, this is it yeah. for they take very seriously. So I, I'm I'm all about upsets so I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the upset on, on this one man with Villanova but Likini, you're probably right trust me <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I,
1: I, I, look, look I would be surprised I would be surprised you know Villanova was actually pretty good so I'm I'm I would be surprised if they do now speaking of upsets will the clock the clock struck midnight on Oral Roberts they face a very good Arkansas team so what do you guys see with this?
3: I like the storylines for this one. Lakina. shout out to Oral Roberts for doing that thing, but I think it's going to come to an end. I did see Argusaw play twice this year. They're a very good team. A very underrated conference as far as basketball is concerned. So yeah. I'm going with Argusaw.
2: Yeah, I know I just said I like underdogs, but yeah, it's a
1: wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like,
2: it's a wrap, though. Like, seriously, like, it's yeah, the clock is definitely going to strike midnight. It's a great story. Appreciate you getting to Sweet 16. Nobody has y'all doing anything at all. So, the fact they got there, you know, is awesome, but yeah, Arkansas, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Arkansas. All right, the last all right, the night the night capper in the Midwest region. you got number 11 Syracuse and Houston, and I can tell you right now Houston will not be surprised by a two-three zone like S- you know, SDSU was at like San Diego State was. You know, I had them going far. Thanks a lot, San Diego State. But I, I, I <laughs> look, I, I, look, I, I, I think, look, I think that you know the Houston they they want to exercise those tournament demons. I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna pull it out. It'll be close, but I think they'll pull it out. Where you guys see it?
3: I'm going with Houston. I told you, Lakeena, we when we did our uh, tournament preview show watch out for number two houston in that bracket uh, i did watch them their both games against uh the memphis uh, team shout out penny hardaway i uh, hope that team will get in the tournament next year but the uh, houston's a very underrated team but they're a good team so i expect them to pull this one out
2: yeah i'm gonna roll with both you guys on this one um because again i don't watch a lot of houston or uh, or uh, who are they playing
1: syracuse syracuse, syracuse.
2: yes I don't watch either one of those teams a lot, but the team that I know, again, and I lean on people who know much more than me, and that's how I get through life. And uh, <laughs> listening to my brother and listening to you guys talk about Houston and just how good they are, I'm just <laughs> going to roll with y'all on that one.
1: <laughs> All right, let's go to tomorrow's matchup, Sunday's matchup. You got, you know, this is the, the West and the East region. You got number one overall seed so Gonzaga against Creighton. Do you think, guys, mm. do you guys think Creighton can pull off the upset?
3: Hmm... Yeah. I would say no. They may make it interesting for a while but I think Gonzaga's a better team, so they shouldn't have too much of a problem.
2: Yeah, agreed. Uh, Creighton doesn't put any fear in me at all. Uh, Gonzaga, man, like, like, just from beginning from the start of the season to where they are now, it's just been a complete just like, we're better than all y'all. Like, that's how I look at them every time they come into the game. They're like, we're better than y'all, period. And I don't care what happens, we're winning. And that's how yeah. it feels when I watch them, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's that. That's awesome that they play that way and they're that good. And I wanted to see them in Illinois match up, you know what I'm saying, just to yeah. see what it looked mm-hmm. like. And Illinois stole that from me, and I don't appreciate <laughs> it. But, <laughs> but Gonzaga, man, they're, they're a serious, serious team, man. And I don't see anybody, honestly, stopping this team.
1: All right, second, you know, going to the East region this time. We got you know, the number one seed there, Michigan, going up against Florida State. Should be a really good one here. Mm-hmm.
3: I expect this one to come down to the wire. Shout out Juwan Howard, Chicago's very young. I'm chair yep. from Michigan uh, after Loyola. Uh, Florida as <laughs> we talked about uh, McKenna. Uh, they're a very good uh, team coming out of the ACC, of course, we we know with Patrick Williams being a rookie with the Chicago Bulls. Right. Uh, Leonard Hamilton, uh, the head coach, has been doing a fine job. Yes. I want to see if, if Michigan will continue – to uh, get the ball inside to Dickinson. And I want to see if, if, if can has some type of consistent outside shooting. If Michigan can do those two things, I think they'll come away with the win in this ball game. I expect it to be close. I think Michigan can pull it out at the end. I would not be surprised if Florida State won, but I think Michigan is slightly the better team. So I'm going with the Wolverines on this one.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Like, I'm definitely riding for Michigan because of Juwan Howard because I want them to – I honestly, selfishly want to get want them to get to the Final Four because I just want to see if all of the Fab Five shows up. Oh, <laughs> I really yeah. want to see it. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm kind of rooting for and, and hoping for. I'm I'm really hoping that that happens. But, you know, Michigan lost one of their best players before the tournament started. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of people weren't thinking they were going to be, you know – even here in the sweet 16, but not alone, not, not just are they here, they're the only remaining Big Ten team
1: right? yeah. Yeah.
2: In, the, in the tournament, man, which is wild. That's crazy. But yeah, I'm gonna definitely roll with Michigan. Like you said, Florida State is no joke, they're always good. Every single year, they are an mm-hmm. actual straight-up problem. So, but yeah, it's not gonna be easy, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna roll with Michigan on this. Put the be- damn
3: banners back up back, back at
2: Chrysler okay, Arena. Put come on won't them banners back. Well, yeah. It's the reason we like college basketball.
1: Come on, yeah. man. Oh <laughs> come <laughs> on. They, got, they got new people there, so, you know, they're, they're, look, yeah. they're, they're actually letting them back, you know, letting them come visit, which is which is great, but keep, put the banners back up. Come on.
2: Stop playing. Yes.
1: All right, so the battle of the, well, I, I wouldn't say football schools because UCLA hasn't been very good in football lately, but, mm-hmm. you know, this should be a good one regardless. So you got UCLA and Alabama, Mick Cronin and NAOs have done a great job with their respective programs. This mm-hmm. one should be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. where you guys see this game
3: hmm you talking about Alabama uh, once again a football school but uh, they were they were very good this year in basketball another surprise team coming out of a, a traditional football conference uh, UCLA they're uh, another underrated Cinderella as well. We talked about this in our last episode, looking about the Pac-12 uh, being better than a Big Ten hanging in the tournament with only three teams uh, left in, in the field. But uh, Alabama, they have a little bit more of a scoring punch than UCLA does. So it might be sort of a uh, kind of a track meet, but I expect the Rangers to, to pull this one out.
2: I'm going to agree with you, but my reasoning is, is different. Um, one, it's because the, the name of our show, Bow is really an homage to Avery Johnson uh, because yes. of the way he talks and the way he speaks. And that's what we that's what we used to make. make.
3: Exactly, yes. right? Dude, we,
2: we used to make fun of it all day long. We used to poke, like, get the bow to Darren Williams. Pass the ball. So we used to do that all day long. So the fact that he coached Alabama, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, I'm rolling with Alabama for that reason. And UCLA has always, it's, it's just never really impressed me every year. It's been yeah. a while since I've just been really <laughs> impressed with UCLA. I'm always thinking, you know what? They can be beat. Like, they're going to go out. Like, they'll yeah. get two rounds, <laughs> you know, sweet 16. And then, so, I would be honestly surprised if they won this game. Because, like you said, it would really attract me. Like, you're absolutely right. But Alabama can score, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, <they laughs> can oh, yeah. so score, man. So, yeah. And in the tournament, it, it always comes down to what? Scoring and free throw shooting. Right. You know, that's, what it, that's <laughs> really what it comes down to. So, I'm going to go yep. with the team that actually does it, you know, pretty well.
1: Well, speaking of scoring, you know, in the Pac-12, you know, the, the two of the four teams that are still left should be a good one to hear an all Pac-12 matchup in the night cap. We got Oregon and USC. So both of them can score. I mean, look, you saw what Oregon did to Iowa and the Moby brothers just basically just, you know, by themselves just hammered Kansas earlier this week. So where do you guys see this game? This is definitely one of those toss-up games.
3: I'm going with USC in an upset. Like you said, the Mobley brothers have been doing their thing all season, including this tournament. I know uh, most of the country hasn't gotten a chance to see them, of course, mm-hmm. until uh, Keenan mentioned their last uh, game against Kansas. Oregon is sneaky good, but they're not the Oregon teams that they were a few years ago. And maybe that's okay to them, but they're, they're here for a reason. But I'm going to go with the Mobley brothers with the Trojans. I'm, I'm looking for uh, USC to pull at least one more game out. And make it to the elite eight.
2: Like you said, this was a tough one, man. Like I could honestly go either way on this one. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Oregon. Uh, even though like you said, like this is a different kind of Oregon team. Like I'm not used to Oregon kind of being this style of play. Um of mm-hmm. just over the years they've been you know just a little different, you know, with that style. Yeah. Right. And this it's it's not the same, which is not a diss, you know what I mean? Because obviously right. it's working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying Part of it working pretty well because they're far in the tournament but I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with them because I'm just this is a gut pick. This has nothing to do with uh, intelligent basketball acumen like you guys have. This is this is just straight gut pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Oregon on this. But yeah, I I don't yeah I don't see uh, USC can I don't see them not you know what I'm saying being able to contend with this team because they're very good. But my gut says Oregon, so that's just what I'm gonna go with. <laughs>
1: Definitely a toss up regardless. So, I hate to bring down the mood considering that I have two White Sox friends, White Sox fan friends here. But, (laughs) but, you know, I mean, gosh. I I was afraid this was going to happen. This happened on Thursday. Um, (sighs) Yeah. Eloy crashed, you know, in one of their their spring training game. Mm -hmm. He crashed, and apparently he has a torn pec muscle. He's going to be gone for, what, about five to six months? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying, look, look, I've been, look, I've been saying this, you know, I said, it, you know, last season, I'm, mm-hmm. I've i been saying it, he should not be in the outfield, you know, hopefully La Russa, once he does come, you know, once Eloy does come back, you know, they, he actually, they, you know, I'm sure he'll take that advice to heart now, but well, what, what? I'll start with you, Dave, what do you, got? Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure, I know you were, you know, like, like said, all the White Sox fans were just gutted by the news, you know, do you think this says about the White Sox?
2: Um, wow, that's a good question. I'm gonna say no. Um, but honestly, when I heard the news, I was on such a bull's hide that it didn't slap me as hard, so <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. And because you know, we we all saw the replay, and honestly, I felt it was an unnecessary injury. Um, <laughs> the ball was gone, like it was out of there. He kind of did the Vince Carter, you know what I'm yes. saying, like getting his arm kind of stuck in the rim kind of thing, and you could tell when he came down. He was just, you know, thought it was business as usual. And he was like, oh, my arm isn't supposed to feel like this. I need to take yeah. a seat. So, yeah, it's it was the worst-case scenario. It's very sad. But the reason I don't think it sets us back, because the one thing the White Sox have is depth. And that's why I'm not really, truly concerned about it. Of course, we're going to miss, you know, 30 home runs and ninety some RBIs. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, we're going to miss that. But I get to put guys out in the outfield who might be better out there you know what i'm saying then him and the one thing we we don't lack is sticks like we got hitters like we yeah. got plenty of those man so mm-hmm. i'm it, it just honestly gets these younger guys who we have who we might have been dying to see come up actually get that shot actually get that chance you know what i'm saying to play and it also i think kind of puts eloy in that role that i'm sure everybody's been crying for which is dh like you know i've been saying that for the last year dude <laughs> yeah. we, yes we've been mm-hmm. screaming we, we all see it you know and to him to, for him to get injured this way you know that has nothing to do with you batting at all. it all has everything to do with you fielding i'm like i think that's the end of the experiment honestly i'm like okay fine you just kind of <laughs> jeopardize a, a title you know run you know what i'm saying with this injury by doing something like that so let's go ahead and put you where we know that you'll be also mad, you know, which is DH mm-hmm. and do it like that. And maybe, you know, we can bring you in, you know, on a couple games, you know, playing that outfield, but, but yes, that's why I'm not that concerned about it is because of the depth of the team and just how good they are um, on everywhere, yeah. <laughs> that's just good yeah. everywhere. So it, if it was, um, yeah, if we didn't have that depth, then I would be concerned, but knowing the sticks that we have and the talent we have, I think they'll still be, they'll still be fine.
3: It'll be a cause for, for concern to start the season because uh, backup outfielder Adam Engel, who was supposed to share time in right field with Adam Eden, who was uh, acquired via trade this offseason, he's going to be out two to four weeks. But once Engel get back in the lineup, he's going to be fine. He's the best defensive outfielder next to yeah. Luis Robert or La Pantera, as many people call him. That out on, the, that uh, on via Twitter. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I think Tony La Russa, at least to start the year,
1: Did he freeze up? Uh oh, I think he froze again. Yeah, I mean. He's yeah. about to make an
2: excellent point I, you, can I know. you can see it you see it was, I
1: know. Coming. That was coming was, coming, it was I know I know. Look, I know well you know, hopefully we'll get him back on but you know and look Andrew Vaughn I think he'll definitely be seeing a lot of him yeah. and yeah. look he actually played outfield so I'm look I'm look I'm sure he'll seize the opportunity and yeah you know, look I hope look I hope look I hope you'll you know, like can come back and hopefully Before. you know Vaughn can you know hold down the four wall while, while he's gone I mean I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what what Vaughn can do because I think look the it's not going to be a lot of pressure on him because yeah. of the fact that there is a lot of depth there like you guys said so mm-hmm. i i'm not worried too much about it
2: and also there was a you know the issue was also at catcher because they were yeah. only going to carry two catchers and they got three legitimate good ones and so now that kind of cleans up you know clears up that space if somebody wants to come in and steal some minute you know steal some time at dh uh or do something like that like you have options now is what i'm saying you know if burger wants to come in and do that he, he can you know um magical you know whatever however you want to do him you know you can move him around in the lineup also like it's it it doesn't i'm not free is the wrong word because it doesn't giving you freedom it's not what it's doing it's not giving you freedom because you're losing the right. stick but it gives you you know the fact you have so many options to choose from that you can play around with stuff a little bit and tony la Russa is just smart like he's just a brilliant manager he i mean you, you know the pedigree so yeah yeah, I think I think they'll I think they'll be OK and be able to hold it down um, at least till he can maybe come back in, you know, September or hopefully August or something like that.
1: Do you think it's World, World Series or bust for the White Sox?
2: I hope that's their mentality. I'll say that. It's not that for me. Uh, I'm, I'm more thinking long term dominance um, than I'm thinking World Series or bust. I'm thinking like kind of like the Dodgers uh like that like how the Dodgers every year it felt like World Series a bust for them and they would get you know and they would lose or they'll you know get to the playoffs and didn't play well or they'll get there and then they'll choke in the in the World Series until they finally won one. But if you look back on all of what they were doing it was just a long string of dominance because right. they were going there and they were winning. I like models like the Atlanta Braves back in the day. Like I, I think of those kind of things. And that's what I want. I want sustained awesomeness. For a long period of time I don't want to take off and come back down because that's what it was you know kind of for the White Sox in 05 when we won it was like fine we're good like I'm good for the next 10 years yeah. I was like okay I don't want that I just want to be good for the next 10 years and titles will come when you're just good you know what I'm saying for the next you know 10 years or so like that so I'm kind of looking at it in, in that sense but I hope that's their mindset because that should be the mindset of every player on the team. We we win in the World Series, or or this season sucks.
1: <laughs> All right. Hopefully we we'll get saved back on uh, with us here. Listen, a second. say sports Zoom style, along with Dave B- B- Dave Watson. I'm Lakina McGee. Uh, let's go to the gridiron for a second. Um, the Bears yes. made a pretty a, pr- a pretty good you know, a pretty good signing. I I think you get veteran running back Damian Williams. You know, formerly of the Chiefs. Um, you know sure of that backfield and look I think that that's something that they really needed because of the fact that they didn't have a lot of depth there the last couple of years so what do you think about that signing
2: I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah be cool. Right? you know Dan Williams is good you know fine that's all right like yeah, great. You know, I mean, but also, you know, Lakina, you know, I'm, he has to come in. And, you know, he has to compete with the greatness of Ryan Nall now. So we have to see, you know, what that's going to look like because you know Ryan All is poised for, you know, just a breakout season. And yeah, I'm all I'm all in, for, <laughs> all in for that. And um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if he's able to overcome you know what i'm saying one of the greatest running backs in chicago bears history and
1: right <laughs> yeah i mean look look cordial parents who we love but he is not a running back we you sure. know we've said this from you know all last season <laughs> Man, yes i mean come on but you know you got a, a legitimate running back but then again you know he's had injury issues you know williams yeah. had so yeah. you know look you look you got you got you short that backfield so that that's basically yeah. all you can you can do for yeah, that and
2: it's And it's not like he's going to be the every down guy. Like, obviously, he's going to be the third down back, give you some speed out of that backfield, you know what I'm saying, with the, you know, ability to catch the ball, you know, give me Andy Dalton a little, you know, extra weapon back there. So I'm sure that's how they're going to use him, you know, in his familiarity with Matt Nagy, which is why I'm sure he's probably here and things like that. So, yeah, I'm sure that's going to help, obviously, with the third down running back and things like that so yeah it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt having his talent but let's just see like you said if he can stay healthy we'll see if that's the case
1: okay Uh, some big uh big trade came down you know the pike yeah i didn't hear
2: this i didn't hear that's why i got excited when you said i was like it's a trade that happened i have no idea what happened happened. happened?
1: happened about an hour ago the dolphins traded their number three pick to the 49ers for their number 12 a a 2021 third round pick which is, you know, the comp pick for, you know, new coach, Robert Salah and first round picks in 2022 and 2023 wow so, yeah so that i'm thinking i i'm guessing that hmm. that's i'm guessing that they i'm I'm guessing you know you know john lynch hall of famer now john lynch and yeah. the the Niners perhaps i thinking quarterback i guess but wow we'll see yeah that is a lot right i mean that's a
2: lot it is a, <laughs> but you
1: know what though but you know what though? i mean look i'm sure you know lynch has been around the league forever so you gotta think that he hmm. might have something in his sleeve maybe sure. he's thinking justin fields or zach wilson who's having his pro day sure. over at byu as we speak so yeah yeah. I mean,
2: it's going to be, it, it makes me, honestly, when I see stuff like this, I always think of the bears like, yeah, can't y'all pull something like this off? Like they just gave <laughs> you everything for this. Like, but honestly, the bears probably didn't have the, re- I don't know what they're, you know, we're looking at or thinking, you know, with that team, but yeah, that's a good move. I mean, you don't hesitate on the guy that you know, you want, you know, you don't do that. If it's a guy that you're like, this is the one, this is how we should do it. You do everything you can to get it and you can't second guess yourself. And that's exactly what's going, that's that's exactly what this trade signals. We know what we want at three. You don't move up to three just to take that position. You move up because you know who you want. So, yeah, obviously they know who they want. They're willing to mortgage, you know, their draft future on it, man. So, that's a big step. It's a big, big step, you know. And that's all they got with the third pick, like, no, yeah. no six round pick with it.
1: Nothing. No, like, no, two. Wow. Pro, no, yeah. Two first. Yeah. Two first rounders. And, you know, they swap picks. And of course, okay. you get the extra pick from, you know, Salah, you know being named the coach. So, yeah.
2: Wow. Interesting. That should be interesting. OK. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I, I'm i all for people who know what they want and making their decisions and standing on it and stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll we'll see, man. But obviously, like you said, it signals quarterback. Like, and Garoppolo should be concerned.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he should be right? a little
2: concerned. He should be a little concerned.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what the Bears going to do with should they stay at 20 because it's it, it easy to say that maybe, maybe you know, I know Lance is somebody that you know they they coveted. You know, they were at Mac Jones's um, pro day over no. in Alabama. I I know, I know. It, it's just it would, would it would be so Bears though, right? It's for them so to take bears. to pick Jones. So, well, what, what 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 do you think they do at 20?
2: I think they take Jones.
1: <laughs> That's what I
2: think. I think they take Mac Jones and they do what the Bears do. Like, what have they shown me? to say they would be anything different or do anything different and bring in somebody who I'm like, yeah, everybody's like, you know what? This dude is awesome. Instead of just some guy who's like, you know what? I think he's tough. I think he's pretty, you know, he can get out there and complete some passes and you know, and maybe run about three yards and fall down. Like, what if they <laughs> haven't shown me anything to put my faith in them to think that they would come away with the right quarterback. You know what I'm saying? And that's in that instance that everybody wants or make those kind of moves that I would like for them to make. So yeah, I think they take Mac Jones because he he he's a bear quarterback. Like everything about him <laughs> is a bear quarterback. Every from his name on down, everything about this man is, is a Chicago Bear quarterback.
1: What do you think about the Bears offseason moves? I mean, of oh, course, you know, they cool. got the, the they got rid of, you know, Kyle Fuller, you, you know, they they've given rid of a couple other guys. So I you know, Robinson Harris is now in Jacksonville. So, any you know? It, 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 again, this is so Bears, but I just wanted to hear your your reaction because I just love your reaction because you always try. <laughs> look, you always try to put a positive spin, even though you know we all agree that it is just you know, a bunch of <laughs> BS. I try point. to,
2: Lakina, when it because my <laughs> my my positivity is always steeped in logic, and there's no logic here. Um, <laughs> what they are doing is just ridiculous, and it's insulting. the fan base and i was saying this last year when i was going on a podcast and talking about the bears on uh the bear essentials podcast shout out to those guys yes when i would go on there and i would just you know plead with fans and tell them you know the bears don't deserve your meathead fandom they they they've done nothing to earn it they've done nothing to deserve you driving four hours it's six o'clock in the morning to get to the game and tailgate and pay all that money for ticket and do all those things that you're doing just, just to give you this product and insult you. Like you go after Russell Wilson, you say you offer them two, you offer them basically two starters. who is was basically Kyle Fuller and Akeem Hicks. And you offer them what two or three first round picks or however, they, however many they offered them. And you're like, when they say no, you're like, oh, okay. like you like and and that's not even your best offer because it's insulting you offer them guys that you knew you were getting rid of and you offer them guys that they that I'm sure the league knew that you were trying to trade Akeem Hicks and they knew the contract situation so they knew you were gonna have to get rid of Kyle Fuller so you offered them not your best you offered them your best adjacent you offered them some scraps (laughs) you know what I'm saying you didn't say Khalil Mack you didn't even start the convo with that and I'm like was this your 25th offer you know, like, was this your 50th offer? Like, if you really want somebody, you're going to go get that. Like, and that goes for anything in life. Like, if you really want that thing and you want that person, however, or you want that job, you're going to do whatever it takes to go get it. It doesn't feel like they did whatever it takes to go get it. It seems like they had a plan. We'll offer you this. You don't want it. Fine. You know, we'll move on. We're going to go get Andy Dalton and move on with that. <laughs> And it just, every time this was happening, Lakina, when they were talking about, getting Russell Wilson and the hype around it, I had no belief, like, at all. I'm like, yeah, right? I know history. I, I'm, I'm a history person. Like, I know the history of this team. Nothing about them says that. Everything about Andy Dalton said Bear quarterback. Everything about him said, yep, he's coming to the Chicago Bears. This is what he's going to do. It's Andy Dalton. So, yeah, I, feel, I think the moves have been terrible. I think they've been insulting. And right. I don't think Bears fans should be giving these dudes their – any kind of love I think they shouldn't honestly just stop going to some of these games stop giving them that, your money because right when you affect the bottom line that's when change really happens and you got to start affecting the bottom line on this team man because it's insulting honestly it's insulting and it's depressing it's the first year I've ever considered not watching the Bears like mm. in my life I'm just cons- I considered it I'm like you want to watch this team like why would I put myself continually through this abuse like it doesn't make sense to do that so yeah i haven't liked none of the moves Lakina, to answer your question you know i haven 't liked none of the moves they've done they 've been typical and yeah they they stink and it's upsetting.
1: <laughs> yeah i i mean look i i think like you said dave i mean i'm i'm just i'm just like flabbergasted by all these all these moves right i mean like i said it's so bears you, you just gotta sit back and laugh at this point its it it's the only thing you can do i mean I mean, God! I mean, you know, they get, they get Andy Dalton. They actually, you know, you know they actually had the nerve, the Bears social media team, who you know, shouts them. They're they're actually one of the better social media teams in the NFL, but Oof. they actually put down QB one with a Photoshop picture of Andy Dalton, you know, in a Bears jersey. Really, really, you you you're, you're going to do that? Really, just a no one that you're, how your fan fa- fan base feels about you know this Dalton signing? Like, really? Come it's
2: on. A that's abuse, Lakina. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up and down, abuse. And it's offensive, man. Like, it, it, it's one thing to just be bad. It's another thing to be insulting. And that's what bothers me the most about all of it is it, it just feels like you're being insulted and they're insulting your intelligence like Bears fans are incredibly smart you're brilliant Lakina like people know <laughs> like people know these things you got you know what you're talking about you know what you're seeing and when they sit there and try to tell you that the color like the pen is blue and you know it's red <laughs> and they're like no it's no no it's not that's just bleeding like it's not it's gonna turn blue at some time trust me yeah I'll just believe it you know when they sit there and continue to insult your intelligence like, it's only so much I can take on, on that stuff, man. I'm like, look, y'all just – it's insulting. The fact that y'all even brought Ryan Pace back in is insulting. Um, I hope Mr. Biskey has one of the greatest seasons of all time. Like, <laughs> I hope he right. balls out. I really do, man. Um, you, you missed on that pick. You should be fired for that. Like, I thought you should have been fired for that. Like, you missed on a quarterback like that in an era when you were picking all these great quarterbacks during that draft, and you missed on, them, on two of them. Like, you – you got to go like you can't get the opportunity to pick the next quarterback like you've done nothing to deserve that so that's what's insulting they don't care about us and we should stop caring about them at, on some <laughs> level
1: honestly <laughs> from, from bow all bulls and hot Mike, yeah. and hot mic co-host dave watson and big dave watson joining us here on second Stage sports zoom style so, um, you know, tell, tell everybody about, about the, you know, the Bulls outsiders, the Bulls outcasts, I should say, yeah. on Hot Mike. You know, you know, for anybody that doesn't, you know, that hasn't listened to it, you know, tell everybody what's it about.
2: Oh, man. Well, it's three friends uh, getting together who all are different, and that's the beauty of it. And we all, the thing that bonds us is our love for the Chicago Bulls. It's expressed in different ways. Uh, Mm -hmm. Matt is definite. Matt is fiery. Matt is passionate, and you know, and he will let you know it when he don't like something. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm more chill. Uh, I'm more optimistic, and you know, I lead with love. That's just who I am. Uh, John is hilarious, (laughs) and John (laughs) is completely brilliant and smart. Like he's more of the analytics guy, and he but he knows what he's talking about, and that's the thing about doing the show so much. And I, and I hope it comes across that, you know, we all genuinely like each other and we like being around each other and we enjoy each other's company and we enjoy talking bulls, you know, especially with, with all y'all out there. Like it's just fun to sit there and, and talk with y'all. So when we were doing the show on sport NBC sports, Chicago, I think the greatest compliment we kept getting was, man, you guys didn't know each other before this. Like it just feels <laughs> like y'all known each other for years and, I never met either one of those guys until, you know, we got that audition. Like I didn't know who they were, hadn't spoken to them or nothing like that. So I think that just speaks to, you know, how much we actually enjoy each other and how much we like uh, hanging around each other, but also speaks to how much we love the Chicago Bulls because nobody's a dummy and nobody's like meathead takes or anything (laughs) like that. You know, it's always something to challenge And we always challenge each other. You know we don't we're not just accepting uh things you know it's it's always challenging each other we're always arguing we're always debating and yeah like it's just so much fun to do so i hope that comes across that when we do it um we do it on hot mic uh which is an app you can download and watch the fourth quarter watch us talk the fourth quarter and the post game uh with us and it's free it's a free app it don't cost you anything Mm-hmm. um you can definitely yeah. come hang out with us and chill with us and talk with cool people like lakina in the chat and yeah it's it's just fun to do so yeah you can see it there you can see it on youtube on our uh ball on bulls page uh you can definitely go there to see it and that's a podcast if you can't see it there's a podcast after every single show that's on the ball on bulls uh feed where so anywhere you listen to podcasts whether it's apple whether it's spotify whether it's some podcast on your microwave like we're there <laughs> and you can check us out that way so yeah it's just fun to do with lakina it really is it's, it's so much fun to talk to those guys i love talking to them man and, and talking bulls and those are the first people i want to talk to when stuff like good stuff like this happens those are the people i want to discuss this with
1: it's weird because you know when we when we first met met last year when we were still doing the show in studio you know he was telling you know he basically said the same thing we the same thing saying that look you guys have never met but yet it, it seems like you guys have known each other for years yeah and yeah. it comes across that way and look it, it's a great you know it. Look, I, I'm on it, you know, a lot. You know, our, our buddy Gustavo is on it too. You know, Gustavo. a lot of regular, a lot of regulars. So, guys, please check it out. And also, too, you know, you know, Bow Bow on Bulls Podcast. Yeah. You know, you know, tell us, is, is there any difference between you know those particular podcasts and the guys you want know, you guys do on Hot mic?
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, one, I do it with a different person. That's probably <laughs> the biggest difference. Well, yeah, thing besides thing. that, yeah, uh, yeah, I do it with my guy Chris, uh, aka C Dub. Um, but the other thing that's different about it is we wanted to make Ball on Bulls kind of more of a, I guess, how can I put it, a, a place of comfort and a place of chill, but also a place where sports fans and people who don't like sports can come and listen and still be entertained. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't script anything. We, we, we script nothing on our show. We don't script questions. We don't prep anybody. That's not what we do on on Ball on Bulls. We we are straight just conversationalists and it's very organic. And so when we have guests on, we genuinely want to know what these guests, you know what I'm saying, think. And, you know, we want to know what their background is and we want to, you know, we genuinely care about these things. So those are the questions we ask and, you know, we come up with and come across. And of course, we talk Bulls for sure. No question about that. And it's just fun, man. Like, it's just a lot of fun. Every year we do a tournament of trash uh that's always bulls related uh last year we did worst jim boylan quotes um <laughs> <laughs> uh robert or uh, luke Cornet's robert Ori was the winner um, oh yeah <laughs> it, it was it was probably the easiest one we'd done because oh, it was yeah. easy to find those quotes that come up <laughs> and come over like yeah he said all of this stuff so yep um so we had we then we'll have you know special guests on like donald mayberry uh joe cowley uh, like we said, we just, we just did a 2 party with Joe Cowley. That was, that was amazing. You should mm-hmm. definitely check that out. Oh, yeah. uh, Mark K. Who's a great guy. Uh, C-Red Fred, who's the reason we even got into the Bulls podcast again was, was C-Red Fred. Um, who's been a friend of mine for, man, feels I think a, almost a decade. Like I've been tight with Fred. So yeah, he's very um, important and instrumental with that. Um, but yeah, we just always have a lot of great guests on uh, Kendall Gill, Will Purdue you know guys like that and yeah we got more guests coming up uh more bull stuff to talk man yep. And yeah we just we're just excited to keep moving forward so yeah we appreciate the people that subscribe and, and download and like our stuff so we're always surprised people listen <laughs> to what we're doing so the fact people like it and enjoy it and want more of it always always makes us feel good
1: all right so i'm trying to get sid to come back on is it apparently it's not still on let him come back on but uh Look, I want I, him to be great. I know, right? It's crazy. So, you know, did you, do you watch Unsung? Cause we, you know, Sid and I, you know, sometimes we talk about some like, you know, pop culture stuff. That... Oh, come on now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what are we saying...
2: talking about? What are we talking? Let's get into well, it. Well, I
1: mean, look, like? I mean, look, Morris Day. I mean, of course that just aired and mm-hmm.
2: I haven't recorded on my DVR.
1: Oh, okay. So yeah. So I'm, like there was a lot of stuff that some stuff that you that you'll know and some stuff you may sure. you know that you probably, you know, didn't know. But sure. I'll just I'll just say it like that. So what are like some of your like, you know let's get to know Dave a little bit, you know? Sure. That like, you know, your your favorite, you know, sports memory, you know, even you know, non sports memory your favorite music. I know the I know that, like the type of music you like to listen to. So let's get to know a little bit more about you.
2: Uh well, I'm all about uh Music, <laughs> like music is my love There's a poster, comment hanging up back there. yep Actually, which you can't see it, but there's a there's a Beach Boys album by ah. over there also. Pet ah. Sounds, which is which is my one of my top five albums of all time is Pet Sounds yes. by Beach Boys. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a music fiend. Like that's sports and music are my loves. Like I love them, man. It's 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 neck and neck. <laughs> like, like honestly, it really is. You know, it's like chicken or the egg. Like, who came first? Like, I don't know. But they're, they're both, I, I love art. You know, anything involved with the arts, I, I'm with it. You know, even the actual art, um, movies, you know, I'm, I'm about all that stuff. Like, yeah, that that's me for sure. But yeah, music, I'm, I'm just a, a fiend for. Like, it's what I do. It's what I love. And I just enjoy it, man. And yeah, like, that's thats thats what it is for me, Lakina. Like, that's, that's what I'm about. So when stuff like uh mm-hmm. the verses comes up
1: yeah like,
2: i get excited you know about that because you know i get to watch the isey brothers versus Earth, twenty five of fire i
1: know oh sw swv versus escape escape
2: that's one. yeah yeah although, although, red although man okay. yes yeah.
1: yeah, So that should be an interesting one too <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh
2: because i think because lakina you know, i think because i've been making this argument since december that Earth, that uh, the isey brothers are the greatest group of all time
1: yeah
2: and I've been making this, and nobody has been able to (laughs) rebut or refute. And I'm waiting on somebody to give the
1: arguments (laughs) about
2: why it's why I'm wrong. And I haven't heard ones because the only ones I've heard, you know, obviously, are the Beatles. The Beatles are the landmark. You know that that's the the one that's the final boss. (laughs) You got to take on right there. But I, I definitely have arguments as to why they're they're greater than the Beatles and. Uh, yeah so I like I love having music debates I love talking about it all the time like if you want to talk to me about it on Twitter I'm trusting I'm all for it you want to debate movies Marvel <laughs> movies you know art house films like you debate all the time I love tea you want to talk about tea I love all that stuff like like that's me like yeah I'm I'm I got my hands in, in a lot of things you know that involved with you know art our concern so mm-hmm. I love it all man so yeah that's that's definitely me
1: the fine arts are definitely like something that I think, you know, people, you know, don't really appreciate. And so it's an, it's unfortunate that, you know, the art programs and music programs are always the first ones yeah. to get cut when it comes to schools and budget. Yeah. But, but there's like, you we've seen it, you know, there's a lot of great musicians, great artists. So both, both contemporary and otherwise. So it's just, it's just amazing that, you know, now that you have, you know, social media and things like that and, you know, Apple and Spotify to kind of showcase them, which is great.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's real good. And, You know, having even places like YouTube Music, which was you know Google Play before, yeah. But YouTube Music, where I can like store you know my music library because it's 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 really ignorant how much music I have (laughs) at all. It's really ridiculous, and but it's good to just have know that if something happens to the physical copy, I I have it there. Or or if you go listen to a song on Spotify or iTunes and it's not there, you know, I'm like, I'm not worried. I have that album. Like you know, let me just go play it. it. I already got it, so it's good to, for the, for those kind of feelings but yeah like my my addiction is ridiculous in all forms i mean uh folk rock jazz blues oh, hip hop uh it doesn't matter i'm i'm you know i'm really into all of it and all forms of it and all styles of it country like i'm i i like listening to it all and cuz i i think you get something from everything like there's greatness everywhere so yeah and, it, and it's like it's those are those are like my books like when people read they can be transported to you know different places and different dimensions and things yeah. like that i'm like that with music so that's that's how you travel and you you know find out places and how people speak and you know how they talk and you know it's so much you can learn you know just listening to a musician and listening to that stuff so yeah it's it's important it's important
1: Couple more minutes here with Big Dave Watson here on Second City Sports Zoom style. I'm Lakeena McGee. Now, you know, Dave, you know, what's your favorite sports memory?
2: Ooh, wow, that's a big one. Uh favorite sports. I I don't think I have one in particular, uh, but I definitely have several. Um I remember okay, the Bulls third championship. I never saw the last minute. Or last minute minute 30 of it because my hands were in my face the entire <laughs> time and i couldn't watch it and i'm just hearing my family scream around me you know And when step so when paxton hit that three i didn't see it and
1: oh, okay wow. when he hit it
2: i just heard my mother and my brother go crazy i was like what
1: what happened, what happened?
2: like like so that is that memory of it um illinois uh when they beat arizona uh, yes. When they came back is one of my favorite sports memories. Um, because I just remember watching that and and not giving up on it. Like, like, no, they can't go out like this. That's all I kept saying over here. Right. This is possible, they can't go out like this. It's still too close. And Dick Enberg was on the call and just hearing him say oh my a bunch yeah. of times during that game, it was great. That's my favorite college basketball game ever. Like it was it's awesome. I I my favorite one ever is that Illinois game. I can I can watch that for that second half you know just all the time I love it so much um yeah like it's stuff like that like when the the Blackhawks won their first championship Ah. that was a big memory for me because I just remember being in my house surrounded by a bunch of people who didn't like hockey and but everybody (laughs) but everybody understood what was happening you know what I'm saying and everybody understood the moment about what was going on so that was big when the White Sox won their first World Series I was working there uh, I had a job there uh, I was working in the commissary and so I got to go to every single game oh and cool so I got to go to you know the playoffs and the world series I was there nice. so I saw it I saw when Paul Konerko hit that grand slam I, I was right there watching and it felt like man it's just I never felt an entire stadium shake it was like an earthquake <laughs> it was insane Likina. it was insane like the whole mm. it just shook like oh you know it vib- it vibrated, and when uh, Pasetnik hit that home run, like and it, I mean, it was amazing. Like, so that was that's one of my favorite things that I've done because I've always said the White Sox have never won without me. <laughs> 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 one so now that I'm back involved, you know, kind of you know dealing with the Bulls, kind of direct correlation with the organization, kind of right. like, Now the White Sox started to get good again. I'm like, see, yeah, help <laughs> the guys out helping people out. So yeah, those kind of memories, you know, a bunch of Cubs game memories. I've I've had um, the most recent one was when I saw, went to the Wrigley Field when the Cubs played the White Sox, and I saw uh, Eloy Jimenez hit that home run. Yeah. Because uh, I called it.
1: <laughs> <'Cause> I, <laughs> you called it. And
2: that's why, I'm, that's why I was the memory, because I called it. When he came up to that in the seventh, I told everybody around me, I was like, yo, he owe us. He's been bad. All, he owe us this right here. It's coming right <laughs> here. Watch. It's coming right here. And he took it out, and I was just talking mad stuff after that. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of, you know, a lot of great sports memories for Keena. Honestly, a lot of great sports memories for me.
1: Oh my gosh! This you know, the thing this we like quite really quick. It's been so much fun with you. you know, yeah. doing this with you, Dave. Hopefully, we can do it again because you know this is Absolutely. some this is some great some great stuff. You follow follow him on at <clears throat> excuse me at ball sports. That's B A W L sports. Big mm-hmm. at ball, big Dave. You know <laughs> on Twitter and you know you know where can people check out you know all your podcasts and stuff.
2: Uh, you can check it out on ballsports.com, uh, dot sports.com or anywhere you get podcasts, uh, you can check us out there, uh, and make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, the ball YouTube page, definitely check us out over there. Cause that's where you get all your Bulls Outcast shows. Um, and that's where you get, you know, special stuff that we do on ball, uh, 'Cause it's not just ball on bulls, we also do ball, which is also music centric. Yeah. Over there. So we talk a lot of culture stuff.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, on that show too. So yeah, we, we got a we got a lot of podcasts and we got we got a few more coming up too. So it's it's a lot going on. So stay tuned. So,
1: yeah, so make sure you guys check him out. You will check him, Matt, and John out on hot mic. You know, for the bulls, the bulls out for the bulls out outcast, you know, of course also on YouTube, you know, in case you know you guys miss it also it repeats on hot Mic. So, you know, if you miss the you know, the live, you know, live shots, you know, it's it's right there in the list, the playlist. You know, got a lot of them are there. You know, if you want to leave with them, some of the, uh, some of the the crazy things you know Matt says, or the crazy things that John say, or you know Matt still you know you know Dave trying to get Matt to eat uh, salmon burgers. <laughs> all, all that's co- all that's covered right there. So you know, check all it's that. It's gonna out. happen. <laughs> oh I'll, 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 look i'll pay look let me know what it does because I, I i will pay i will help you know, help pay to see that <laughs> all right dave this has been so much fun you know thank you so much we gotta do this thank again you. hopefully you know sid you know has you know get you will know, have this issue the, the connection issue is fixed so i don't know what's going on but but even still though this was, this was a lot of fun thank you so much yeah, and you know you know well, we'll, well i'll talk to you uh actually to, to you know uh tomorrow tomorrow, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, yes tomorrow,
2: for sure absolutely talk to you tomorrow McKenna, you already know you're awesome. You're great.
1: Oh, You guys are like, awesome. You're super
2: smart. And yeah, thanks for having us on, man. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Okay,
1: you. thank you. All right, so... All right, so you know, you know, for Sydney Brown, you can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kinascope McGee on the IG. You can follow the show on at War Media at W A R R Media. You know, where we got In the Scope with Josh Hicks and also many other shows. You know, talking sports and pop culture and, and whatnot. So just make sure you guys check it out. You know, on you know YouTube, of course, like, share, and subscribe. Also on Anchor, Spotify, Google you know, all, wherever you get your podcast, you know, tune in, whatever, it's all there. So for Dave and Sid, I'm Lakia. This is my Second stage Sports, Zoom style, and we'll see you next week.